think. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the moment you have all been waiting for, the big kahuna. The, what is another thing like that? Is magnum opus. What's like an epic? Uh, what just sounds epic as fuck? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> mm. The last thing you will ever hear in your entire life. <laughs> That's what this episode should be called. <laughs> the last thing oh, you God. will ever listen to. It's kind of ominous. Prepare to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we casted a spell. Uh, before recording this podcast, we said we just wanted to put the good vibes out there that you will be put out of your misery uh, at the end of this episode. By the end, at some point in time, we don't want to spoil it too much. Um, that would kind of take the fun out of listening. But at some point in time, by the end of this episode, uh, hopefully, you will be relieved of all of your misery and die. Hopefully. Yeah, fairly easy, but maybe like cinematic, something that would be like a style of dying that would be good for a movie. Oh, definitely. Yeah, some, some sort of movie-like dying would be ideal, I, I think. Um, yeah, this is another episode of Lost in the Deep End podcast. Um, we didn't really have any specific thing that we wanted to talk about for this episode, so it's going to be kind of just a jam sesh. It's going to be us... Riffing, some improvising. I'm just gonna hype it. What if we just had an episode that was just just, just hyping hype. the whole thing? You're like, this podcast is gonna be the greatest podcast. An oh, hour God. of that, <laughs> no more than an hour, and it would kind of drag on a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll tell you. So we just jammed a little bit. We got in. Mm -hmm. I had a long, good week of just getting shit done that feels good doesn't it just yeah, it feel definitely. it does feel good. so good especially at the end of the week <laughs> yeah to man back and be like yeah yeah i'm feeling that way there were a lot of days where i could have like just taken a nap and just kind of let my evening get away from me or whatever but i just stayed in the thick of it this week and i i had a lot of times like today for instance i almost texted you this is something that people don't realize about when you get shit done a lot I think they just think that you're very different, but at least for somebody like me, I mean, I teeter the edge of texting you and saying, Hey, would tomorrow work better? I'm right, pretty right. tired. I came home from, uh, the gym. Um, the, I, I went and traveled. So today I, I got off work. I went and worked out on my way up the road and went and traveled to the Philly area to, to train at a gym. I say Philly, but it was just like PA somewhere. And then I came back and I only had about 40 minutes to where I had to, before I should start getting ready to go to the gym in the evening, because this is pretty cool, by the way. So the guy that I trained with today took, took me out afterwards for like this roast beef that was, there was a restaurant, it was called Nick's Roast Beef, and all they had was roast beef. What? Yeah, there was like options for the sandwiches, but they were funny options. It would be like, you want extra gravy. You want um, the inside of your bun picked out. So it's just right, like, right, a like scooped, yeah. scooped, right? So you had these right. options, but it was all roast beef sandwiches. 
I believe they had the option of making it turkey, but like the menu was just this little tiny guy. But like <laughs> the first thing he got. So this is the type of dude where what a rough, like cool guy. He was the guy in the movie you would make who's like got it going on as like a coach, but like in his own life, he just probably drinks a lot and like right, fucking right, right, right. he's a, a former military. He, I guess has whatever the V, what is VA veterans? Asso- what does that mean? The VA? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think I it was know. like veterans association or something. Like he gets money through that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he literally still works for the military, but he and he runs a jujitsu program and it's in the back of an anytime fitness. He has like the studio space and they, they do yoga class a couple times in that studio space a week and maybe another class, but it's pretty much just him and jujitsu. So they lay the mats out before every class and then put them back away. And that's where he teaches thing. And that's his full-time gig. So the second he's done class, he's done for the day. So he orders fucking, we're getting Miller high lives. Have you ever had those? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. yeah. It was the first time I liked a beer. That was like a normal beer. Yeah. Yeah. They are, they they can be pretty good. It was actually kind of sweet in a cool way. That was champagne of beer. Is that, is that what it is? That's what they, that's like the slogan of it. Oh, cool. Well, dude, it tasted, that was the first time I was like, oh my God, I like this beer. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, I never drank much beer. Um, I never, well, I never really drank till I was older, 28. And when I started drinking, I started with straight whiskey. Yeah. And then I switched to straight tequila. (laughs) And now, then I eventually had wine. I was like, I liked really sweetie, like almost like f- sophisticated fruit juice. <laughs> you know, that's a good like name for it. Yeah. Now the fruit juice. these seltzers are probably the closest thing to beer that I've gotten as far as oh, like yeah, regularly. Yeah. But I've never bought beer for myself in my life. People gave me like a blueberry ale one time, and somebody gave me like an IPA, and I've had beer, but not. I've ne- really like I've never had. Um, I've never had a lot of things. Like I've never had all the light beers except right. we had Bud Light one time at the open mic. A guy bought it for us. Oh, that's right. That's how little regular beer I've had, dude. Like that is what comes to mind. Right, right. Well, I had Bud Light once. <laughs> when I was young, my dad used to drink red beer, Killian's Red and Red Wolf and right. Red Dog. You ever hear of Red Dog? I don't think I've ever heard of that one. I don't even know if red beer exists. Is was Red Stripe a, a red beer? I think, yeah, I think does that, that even exist anymore? I think so because I feel like I've had that sometime. That was huge when I was growing up. Do you remember the Red Stripe commercials? It's like, it like a Jamaican guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that it's was like fucking a Jamaican gigantic. beer. I think. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's still a red beer. I don't know. Well, anyway, I trained with that guy. I came home, and oh, so we're drinking and eating roast beef, and he's like a cool motherfucker. I had only met him at tournaments before. One time at a tournament, I was a white belt, brand new, and I was I was competing up at blue belt and at the intermediate level. So the next step up, even though I was still a white belt and like maybe eight months into training, and nobody was with me. So not only was I competing at blue belt and competing against uh, potentially even purple belts in my no-gi division, um, I was a white belt and I didn't have anybody coaching me, and this guy was there. Mm-hmm. And he was like, t- I was talking to him before and he goes, oh, you know, well, good luck out there. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm just up here. He asked me maybe who I was with. I was, I was just by right. myself. So he offered to corner me and that's how we met. So he coached me for fun. Like that's the type <laughs> of guy he is. Like there yeah, are some yeah, coaches yeah. out there. That's the last thing they want to do. 
Like they hardly want to go out there. Like if they own a school, a lot of coaches are like, all right, I'll go to the competition, whatever. But like this guy lived to be in the corner, right. you know, he probably loved doing it for you. Oh you know? yeah. yeah. He loved it. Dude. That's what, that's what he has going for him. That's his thing. He's a single guy. He's 48 years old. He probably hangs out at the bar. He, every, he knew everybody at the bar, right. everybody at the bar, dude. They, the, the way he ordered his sandwich was called a Sergeant Kevin. <laughs> that was the name of it. It was a Sergeant right. Kevin, my kind of fucking guy. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. he's got some good stories and he's just shooting from the hip. He's wide right. open, honest. I love that. I just love honesty. Mm-hmm. That would, that could be, we're not going to spend the entire time breaking down honesty, but dude, that is one of my biggest things. Like if you are an honest, straightforward person with me, I'm down to have a conversation. Yeah. What's it matter if I hate the way you are or hate things about you. Well, I got to get my dog to not chew this bone over here. This is going to be loud for a sec. Maybe go lay down. Come on, go lay down over there, over there. Good boy. Oh my God. He just, he never chews that bone all week. We're recording a podcast. He's like, I'm going to chew that bone on the couch right next to the mic. And even if you can't, I mean, you know, you never know. It might be picking it up on this motherfucker. (laughs) So I digress. Um, but what was I just saying right before that? Do you even do we oh, honesty is what you're honesty, talking about? Yeah. Honesty. I just love like I think some people think this is a big thing. Like if we were a famous podcast and we gave somebody a platform who maybe didn't deserve it because they were a bad person or had like bad views that you don't mm-hmm. align with, that's like that. What is that? Is that cancel culture? Is that just like boycotting right. things? Right, yeah, yeah. Like I definitely agree that you want to be a little mindful of who you help out as far as like giving mm-hmm, for a platform sure. for like money and stuff, I guess. But I don't know. What, what do you do with people in your life that are not of a way that you are and you don't support? Are you just not, do you just not talk to them? Like oh, what, man, <laughs> what, what, cause if what good does it do to just say, all right, well I hate that person. So I would never associate with them. You're not really solving the problem, right? Right. You're not doing anything to dampen uh, the nature of that person. So if there's some weird pervert and you don't like them for that, or if they're like a racist and you don't like them for that, and you just say that I would never talk to this or I would never have a friend like that, you're definitely not having a positive effect on them, right? Right. I guess ideally you want to tell them like what you bothers you about them and like yeah, and, and uh, like see if. Would, yeah, because you're right. You're right. You're not having a positive effect unless you kind of call them out and and tell them or like try and change right. them for the better. Like so try I, and help them grow. But yeah. I kind of see it like there are moments when it's good to kind of correct them if you feel mm-hmm. the need. Like I'm definitely willing to be the person to, to reel someone's ego in and, right, in right. the ways I see fit. But at the same time, um, if it's between not talking to them all or just having a conversation and maybe letting them be open about some things that are uh, not of ways I align with. Like, I don't care if you talk to me about it, if my only other option is not talking to you about it. Does that make sense? You meet people because people shun people in in their life. Like this political thing is a big one. Like people will shun people just because they voted for Trump. Like that's a big thing. Do you have like a, do you ever go on a dating app? 
like Tinder or something. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that that's a big thing you see. Like if you yeah, don't, don't support yeah, don't Black Lives Matter, yeah, yeah. If you voted for Trump, don't swipe right. Which I mean, I get it. it you're there for dating, <laughs> but like that is you identify with that so hard. That is what your profile is. Right, right. That's the most important thing for you to say. Um, is that like if you don't support Black Lives Matter, I don't want to date you. That's my whole bio. That's like a lot right. of people's bios is just yeah, that. They identify as the strongest as being Black Lives Matter, which I mean, you know, I'm cool with it, but I, I swipe left. <laughs> I, sw I swipe left on that shit, dude. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It is nothing against uh, Black Lives Matter, but you just don't seem like my type of person. Right. I, I don't I mean now granted if they had a thing on there that said they were pro Trump, I would swipe left as well. I don't uh, wanna yeah, definitely <laughs> that was a big hang up, dude. You know, um Josie was into Trump. Yeah, I, I figured I saw her Facebook page like a couple times. No, I just kinda was like, eh, I don't know if you know any better. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to call her out on it. She probably I could totally see like she wasn't like in person, I never would have known. Or like really she never really talked about it or like Dude, I mean, that's the thing. Me, I mean, it like only were... means so much to be pro-Trump. Like, it right. only means as much as you've put into it. Right, right. Like, number one, is it because your parents are pro-Trump and you've heard them that's talk about stuff? for young people, yeah. All right. Is it because your parents are pro-Trump because they're racist? Or is it because they have a job that is greatly affected by it? Or because or their parents were pro-Trump. Or, 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 hey, <laughs> or like, maybe probably. your parents are racist and happen to be pro-Trump. You're not racist, but you still align with their their political views. Yeah, like people it's not align with their their parents' political yeah. views a lot because that's what you've grown up around. But there's a lot of options with that shit. I try not to be overly damning. And then, dude, I had another ex. Did I tell you that my my ex who is a pro fighter, the the one ex. Uh, oh, yeah. I guess it doesn't really matter if I say first names. It's not like we're out there and everybody's listening, and and <laughs> you know we're not quite that that large yet. Um, but regardless, she was at the Trump rally. Oh God! <laughs> in D in DC right, right, when right, the people right. stormed the, uh, the Capitol. Yeah, mm, that was weird. <laughs> I think because she owns like a she owns a business. She runs a study abroad school, oh, right. and maybe she's like also very has seen firsthand or has like been pretty anti socialism. Maybe or I'm not really yeah. sure. Maybe, I don't know what she what her views were like that they definitely are not of the stereotypical, like the reasons you would hate right, right. Trump people are not things that she has in her. Right. 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 And she's my ex. Fuck her. No, I mean, but, some people just voted for like, like you said, like economic and yeah. Uh, yeah. Reasons. As I mean, you get older, economics is so huge. Yeah. I mean, of course it can be life and death in your life. In yeah. Your life. Like look at how the tides turn with economics because like, there are a lot of people out there that you would expect to vote for the right. I don't know if you've met many people like this. You would expect them to be conservative. Obviously they're like, you know, they are kind of redneck. They drive, you oh, know, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I know who you, yeah. you get what I mean. But, but they, the reason they vote Democrat is because they're in a union. Right, right, right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. union people typically vote Democrat. Right. So yeah. that's simple. I mean, you're talking about somebody who might be a racist. So you think people's, whether or not somebody is racist, is what you think people vote behind. Yet, if somebody's in a union and they're racist, they're still going to vote for Obama. <laughs> yeah, true. Like, that tells you that it might not be as big of a priority as as you might think. 
Um, yeah, but, yeah, a, yeah. but a woman, I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I, they probably, I don't know. I wonder how many union, how many sexist, racist uh, union workers still voted for Hillary and Obama. That would be a great statistic. <laughs> I would love to know that. Like adamantly racist, but still voted for them because of their job. Did they tell their friends they did it? Did they just like, <laughs> that is that I would like to know that. Um, anyway, yeah, this all ties back to like the idea of honesty. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know somehow, but it does. Somehow, yeah. uh, that I hate that. I hate being talked. I would much rather talk to a ser- This is the, the main point that long winded aside. I would rather talk to a serial rapist who was willing to be honest to me than some normal fucker who just wanted to lie to me and make right. shit up. I don't have time. What good does it do? To be lied to, yeah. What good does it do? I'm not <laughs> saying I've never lied. But I mean, I'm not going to go on like a fucking podcast and just like, I mean, the shit I put out there, I'm not saying I've never had to lie for a reason. Obviously. Right, right. Everyone I'm not, lies at some point. Yeah. Um, I do have a pretty good filter. Like I hate catching myself say i hate catching myself saying something not exactly the way it went yeah, there's like yeah. a, there's still a little bit of that kid in me that that wants to exaggerate mm-hmm. or wants to paint the picture and like save face sometimes a little bit yeah, yeah. but i want to say it's very very rare and the second i start to do it there's like this self-correcting like right. don't do that don't lie don't don't exaggerate you know <laughs> i hate it i hate having it done to me Oh yeah, yes. Oh god, it's the worst. Oh, oh I hate <laughs> that dude. Especially the people who just—that is their whole life—is to exaggerate every single thing, and it's like—it's oh. so hard because you do things like you—you you power lift and you compete. Then you have oh, somebody right. who wants to lie and tell you that they benched five hundred fucking pounds, and they everyone wants to tell you about their friends. Yeah. I had a buddy. He knocked out twenty guys in one night. He could drink 50 beers. My buddy. Let me tell you about my buddy. My buddy. That's so true. People want to tell you about the people they know. Yeah. <laughs> Those type of people want to tell you about the people they know because they know fucking everybody who is like the most badass at everything. Everything. They got They got a guy. Everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wonder how many times I get to be that guy for others. Like people who don't even know me. They're like, I have a buddy. He's a fighter. <laughs> yeah, he's a famous comedian. People talk you up, dude. I don't like being around guys who want to be that much of my hype man. Yeah. I've been around guys where they like, when they introduce you to their friends they're like oh he was real big at this real big at that and i'm like whoa chill dude (laughs) that's not the case i'm not that person um so you got a gig tonight how did that go oh that was fun yeah um it was all real thrown together real quick like two days ago we found out about it some uh some band canceled at tolston barrel house and then uh someone else threw together like a couple bands and we played for 45 minutes or an hour around there it was fun though. It was a good crowd, and we played really well. It's fun to put all your energy because we're used to playing like a three one-hour sets, pretty much. Right. It's fun to put all your energy into one set of all the best songs that you have, and just like leave it all right there. But yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. That that makes total sense. When you're mm-hmm. playing a show, and Cause like this, this reminds me of maybe doing stand up comedy. I can remember, especially before I knew people and I was standing in the back and we were all going to go out. Is there a side of you 
that if it's not you, you sense it among your peers that there's like a competitive side between, say, if Blank Slate, which is your your originals mm-hmm. band, is doing a show with other bands. Yeah, of course. How do a, the bands interact? Oh, competitive yeah. of one another. I think there's like a silent competition, but to, to each other, to each other, we're like we're friendly and we want to support each other. Like we love the bands that we play with usually, and right. We, we we're friends with a lot of the, the bands we play with because we're playing together a lot. So we want to support them, but there's definitely a can be, you want to be better than them. I, at least I do. I'm a super competitive guy by nature. Yeah. I want to be better than them. I want to play better than them. I want to. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. You maybe wanna... follow into the bathroom and just whip their ass. <laughs> I just want to fucking yeah. make their guitar impossible to tune. Some weird <laughs> trick like sugar in the in the gas tank thing. Yeah, there's there is definitely for me a competition of like you want sometimes them to play bad and like because you want to, you want to shine or be like the best the best band there. You want everyone to talk about you. But right. yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I do uh, like most of the bands that play that are nice to us. I I want to see succeed as well. No, that's know. cool. I mean, the good thing is the refreshing part is like this is coming from you. Most people are probably that amplified yeah, because like true, you're yeah. even if you are competitive, your ego is probably. I mean, think about some of the people you've probably been around. They're probably way more about it. Like, I'm a better guitar player than that person. I'm a better singer. (laughs) You hear a lot of people compare themselves to Mm. others. Like, so funny, man. That, uh, especially when they're, it's the people that are not that good that always want to be like, Oh, I'm, I'm just as good as this guy. Cause you're like, you're self-conscious about it. It's defensive. (laughs) It's definitely for that stage of person, like whether or not they have some natural talent and whether or not they sound good, it's definitely not coming from like a black belt. It's not coming (laughs) from like a brown belt. It's, it's somebody that is still earlier in the stages of their journey Right, because it's the, like the, the early old heads rarely do being it. Good, yeah. Like the when, veterans, they they they're not is like that because they they're confident in what they are, and they're like, I know what I what I'm good at, and I don't care. Like I don't so much care what you think. Like I know. Right. I, <laughs> what I like n- knowing is that like people will see the things sometimes that they like about you, and like are envious and talk their ways around it. So like sometimes I'm at the open mic and I'm wondering, I'm like, I wonder what like really good people are jealous of me when I'm performing. Cause it's not wow, my cool ability thing, to play guitar. It's not my ability to something, but they're probably going to be that ego in them is going to want to find something that I'm doing that they don't think they do well. And they're going to, they're going to be able to frame it in a way where they're competitive with something about not everybody. Yeah. Right. But People do that, and I've always wondered, I'm like, what the fuck is somebody who's really good envious of me about when I'm up here doing this thing? It makes you see your traits. Like, what would somebody right. who you think is better than you be envious of you for? Mm-hmm. Have you, you know what I mean? Yeah, I've never thought of that, but that's a good, that, that does make you kind of see what, what you're good, good at. at. Yeah, make you think about what you're good at. I might turn your mic up. Let me turn your okay, mic Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it's interesting. I think about that ego shit a lot, that competitive nature. Right. And believe it or not, at like jujitsu tournaments, because I had a jujitsu tournament last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, I mean, you're talking to people beforehand. It's like, it's, it's the least competitive thing. 
compared to right. like how some people would be say in stand-up comedy was way more competitive. Right. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Way more competitive. That was one where I used to like firsthand deal with a lot of two-faced people. They'd be friendly to you. And then when you're on stage, they'd have all the comments and talk shit. And oh, God, that was dude. a gossipy scene, dude. That was hard for me. Yeah, I would hate that. I mean, I'm sure there are music circles like that too, but I mean, we try and we try to hang around and play shows with the people we like anyway. So it's the glue that holds like the glue that holds that all together is the fact that it's typically full of non-confrontational people. And then you throw me in the mix and I'm just calling everybody out for fucking everything. (laughs) Like what the fuck happened to this dynamic where we could just all know we all talk shit about everybody. And it's like, dude, if I find out we're going to have words, you put me in the mix. People are getting called out for their ways. (laughs) We're going to have to be honest about this. Honesty. Um, yeah. When I, it, it makes me excited to think about performing and like the way people will, I guess in, in niche audiences and I don't know, it's probably not as bad as, as some of the stuff I've done, but I definitely can see people being really competitive in a funny fucking way at music shows. Yeah. Yeah. When you, what, like a band you've never met and you're like, judge, do you judge them? Like I like, do you try to imagine how good they're going to be before you see them? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. yeah, like I said, I think I am competitive a lot and I don't, I don't want a band to be better than me or like to, to show us that they're better than us, you know? So, but yeah, it's tough, man. And plus, I mean, keep in mind for, for, see, I don't have that attitude, but I have to remember you are, this is your thing. Yeah. true. Like music is your thing. You're, you're, that's what you're aspiring to be. I mean, mm. in, the, in the, compared to anybody else who plays a guitar, you're a professional musician. I mean, outside of like the people who've like literally made it, made it, right. you might as well be a professional guitarist, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, I guess I'm you are, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, you are. So that changes it a bit that, that changes it. Like, I mean, even like the good, honest mechanic up the street, I mean, shit, he doesn't want to know that somebody out there is like fucking 20 times better than him at mechanic work. He's like, what the fuck? Them guys <laughs> up true, at, yeah. yeah. <laughs> them guys up the road did what? They did a trans, they did it how cheap? They did it how fast? Like, I'm fucking up way more stuff than them. You know, that would suck. That would really suck. So, even like an honest, I'm not competitive person would still hate that. It's interesting. And then you mingle, you say hi. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't get it a whole lot at the open mic. Our open mic's pretty Mm -hmm. non competitive. Yeah. Open mic is probably a little different too because it's doesn't mean it like it's just a, just for fun usually but right. yeah i could definitely see open mics getting competitive too or like if you're if you're at an open mic with a, with a lot of really good acts wanting to to better that you know, let's be say it's an open mic where you only get like one song oh, two yeah. songs and there's like 20 groups in the audience and like yeah, yeah yeah you might be more aware of it and it might be more on the line but when you get to do like a handful of songs it's kind of like whatever everyone has yeah, their own yeah. set who really gives a shit yeah. There's something about like that one and done thing where you pay so much attention to how everyone's doing and yeah yeah I don't you know. do pay more attention especially and people more on the attention. line yeah 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 more is on the line yeah yeah it's it, more of a chill vibe at the at the tower open mic in stand up comedy it would be common like this is the type of person I definitely was with stand up 
So most comics, and when if you've heard comedy podcasts, I'm the exact opposite. You know, like every comic would be like, "Oh my god, I couldn't imagine doing 15. Uh, I only got eight minutes, and then oh, I couldn't imagine doing 20 minutes, 25." And they'll talk and like the the veteran cop, you shouldn't be doing 20 minutes till you've been doing stand up for 10 years, and blah 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 blah. <laughs> I don't know. You guys just must not be natural, natural comics because if you're like naturally hilarious and a good talker and connect with people, I would think it's only easier once you've broken the ice and you've gotten to know the audience a bit. Like it's hard. Maybe if you're like doing a set in front of a thousand people, but I mean the average person grinding in comedy can, can build, they can, they, it's just five minutes. Shit, dude, that's a starting point. I think, what you said in the beginning, if you're naturally funny, like I don't think a lot, a lot of these guys are. Not. It's an act. It's, it's like an act. They're like good actors or maybe good writers or something, but not. They're not like funny guys. <laughs> they're not. It's very rare the, in like the scene of comedy. When I was in stand up, I mean, granted, you're using my litmus test of funny, but when <laughs> I was stand up, I knew hundreds of comics, and. It would be so rare that someone was like naturally funny in conversation that even if their stand up for some reason was like off, like not good at all, if they were funny in conversation, I would like put faith in them because right. it was so rare. I'd be like, you know, <laughs> but you just, hey, they're funny. So I want to see them. And they'd right. be like one person out of like 50. Oh, dude, comics are so not funny. <laughs> It's actually kind. It's actually very odd. Okay. Have you ever like turned on random Netflix specials and watched? Oh. And that's like the highest level of stand-up comedy. Some of those guys are so bad. <laughs> They're so bad. It, it can't be that hard if funny people actually wanted to get good at stand-up. Yeah, that's a lot goes into like working your way up the ranks, though. Right. Uh, it's probably a grind. You have to be so dedicated to to being that. <laughs> yeah. Kind that, of like music, I guess. Yeah, yeah that, that's a huge factor, man. It's like, um, it, it's just so, so many, like for instance, jujitsu, I do as well as I do. And, you know, I'm, I'm ranked highly in, in this one uh, group, this one organization. And, and mm -hmm. it's even among like black belts and brown belts and, and the highest ranked people. But this sport is only for people who've, tried to get good at it true yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's uh, how few people actually try to get good at jujitsu jiu yeah that's a pretty so if everybody tried player, yeah. to get good stand-up is very much like that like how many people before me oh, yeah, how point, many people yeah. did you even know ever did stand-up none i don't think i think you're the only person i've ever met who does like stand-up regular or who did stand-up yeah, so like i mean i forget that sometimes because i i did stand-up but that's like that's a good point the circle is small there's a lot more people out there playing music or like who have at least tried to get good at that than stand-up. Stand-ups are pretty rare. Yeah, and that's why like, it, I don't know. It's There's definitely a lot of factors to it. Um, but r regardless, it's, yeah, it's why a lot of comics can't do five minutes, 12 minutes, 20 minutes, uh, whatever oh, it yeah. is. The, the whole point of it though was, I'm, I'm, that I didn't say that clearly, but fuck it, I'm moving on. Uh, was that I was the opposite where like when you gave me five minutes, I, I was not as good as somebody who had a polished five. Mm -hmm. 
right. and somebody who had like a really solid five. And that's what they were working on. They were working on their five. They were working on their eight, their 10. I was not that person. I did not have a five minute set. I didn't have an any minute set. What I had was the ability to be funny if you let me tell my jokes and like get to us. But I never like made the perfect five minutes that was just full of punchlines. I just was a funny guy to throw on stage. (laughs) So it's going to be funny inevitably. But but like some of the jokes, they'll come in like uh, maybe maybe like the best way to think of it is you'll go you'll get on a roll where you'll have like two minutes of the funniest two minutes of the night. Right, right. But then you might have a minute or two where not a whole lot of laughs. Right. But this is the other wild card. Most comics are not used to be... This is so crazy. It's so backwards for comics. It's a good subject to talk about because a lot of people on podcasts talk about stand-up. Yeah. It's a common topic. If you've ever listened to podcasts, you've probably heard people go on and on about stand-up comedy. A lot of them are comedians. A lot of them are comedians. Oh, my God. Um, The... the, I don't even know what the... See, this fucking dog, he came up here, he distracted me. <laughs> I'm trying to do a podcast, and I'm fucked up, and my dog's uh, getting all up on me and shit. Connor, please go. Please go. Come on. Go to your spot. We have designated seating. Um, uh, either way, I did much better with these lengthy sets. My best sets as a comic were hour plus. When mm-hmm. I got booked a headline, dude, that was a night. That was an <laughs> yeah. event. People remembered... Like that was so like I just remember it feeling so epic to do that, um, to get an hour of time and just go up there and there yeah. would just be like fifteen minute streak where it was just you just knew it was a unique energy and everybody was firing on all cylinders and jiving and the audience was just so there and they were so captivated. What I was going to say was right. earlier was that most comics are not interesting people. How <laughs> yeah. ironic. But like they're not people that you would want to just watch do things. They're used to being people who kind of like, I don't know. What, do you get that feeling? I, I, it's easy for me to say because I've been a part of a scene where I've seen the types right. of people that go up on there. And I know how they can be like in their day-to-day life. They have to work really hard to be interesting. Right. They have to work really hard to have a fascinating presence, to have a fascinating energy. Mm-hmm. to be somebody that just sets the tone like this person that, you know, I don't know. I'm rambling on that enough stand up <laughs> comedy. Hey, Connor, do you want to go to your room? Come up here. Sorry, dog break. It's a party over here. Connor over here. We'll go as long as we need to go. That's it. Lay down up here. Stay. I let him lay on the fucking couch and he still gives me shit, you know? <laughs> it's just not easy with this dog. We got a hell of a dog over here, podcast <laughs> listeners. This is not your normal dog I'm dealing with. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> mm. um, well, I know I want to talk about a couple more things. I, I feel like I need to take a brief second to, uh, to adjust mics. I feel like you're... Have you noticed that a little bit? Yeah. The spikes, good. I think you're, maybe the angle of it. I yeah, think you're I, up I think on I it, changed, but the mic is yeah, up into the, the left. Yeah, the mic angle a little bit, yeah. But let me... I think I'm turning the right one up. Check, check. Yeah, yeah I think. Okay. Yeah, I think this should be now, better. Now, uh, hold on. There we go. Cool. We're sticking with that. It's good. Fuck it. I'm actually going to go to Okay, cool. Matt's going to go to the bathroom, <laughs> and then we will... Uh, well, I don't know what we'll do without Matt talking. 
one of my notes. <laughs> oh man. Been a long day. I'm beat. Maybe I should just talk to my dog. Should I just talk to you, Connor? What, what you been up to? You have a good day? I must did a rough pun. Dog puns are so cheap. It was a rough day. It was a rough day. I what 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 else happened today, Connor? I went outside and saw a tree that had bark on it. That's my pun. Mm, this is a definitely a part. Oh, thank God the door opened. Matt's coming back. I was I did a intentionally weird random dog pun that you probably don't ever want to listen back to. And I think I just lost all of our listeners. Okay, cool. Good. Now, but now that you're back. Shit. Yeah. Now, now we're ready to have our episode. Um, yeah, man, I, I was thinking, I, I definitely thought about a lot like this week, the idea of how I was talking about, like if somebody was say a rapist and they, right. let's say they went to jail for that. I mean, that's an extreme. Let's not use rapists as an example. Because rapist is probably one that I don't know if there's ever any sort of remorse or sympathy or or middle ground to be even really had. But I mm-hmm. guess if they have to try to figure out how to live in society, they need people to forgive them, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah. But I don't know if I'm the maybe rapist is a bad example for me. So let's just say murder. Murder's a little bit less. Like, I can get behind a Tony Soprano type. Let's think characters in, in shows that I've gotten behind. I mean, I could be friends with Dexter. <laughs> we could have an honest conversation. I don't agree with everything he's yeah. done. I mean, you know, it's a bit much. But, like, I could talk to the guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Tony Soprano, that guy's a monster. But, like, what am I going to do? Kill him? What can I do? What am I, I mean, what am I allowed to do? What, how can I handle this situation? What's the best way? If I'm sitting at a bar with Tony Soprano, I want to ask him questions. I, I mean, I, I might, I might be curious about some things. Yeah. It'd be pretty interesting to talk to him anyway. Yeah. Maybe we should look into getting him as a podcast. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> They're uh, making yeah. a, did you ever watch the Sopranos? No, I never have. Honestly. Have you watched If you've watched like many like epic drama series, like long, mm. Did you ever see like The Wire? No, I've never seen oh. The Wire either. I've heard that's good though. Dude, you know there's a really good one. I mentioned Dexter. Have you seen Dexter? N- only like a couple episodes. That's so one. there's a guy in the guy in Dexter, the uh, the main killer. Right. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> Yikes! First name Dexter. <laughs> he was in a show called Six Feet Under. Oh, I've never seen that. Six Feet Under is so good. It is about people who run a um like what what do, what do you call like a, a funeral morgue? home yeah yeah, it's yeah, a funeral yeah, yeah, yeah. Home. yeah. Um, whatever it might it's across but i think it's a funeral home right and at the beginning of every episode somebody dies and then that is the person that will be eventually in like the uh in the funeral so like right. there's a little bit, but it's not like it's like it's not like a fucking like CSI or like a law and order where it's like you see a crime and then the rest of the show is about that. So it might just be like something almost completely unrelated. Right. That's interesting. It's this running drama. It's a little quirky way they went about it. But the guy, uh, Dexter, plays this guy, I believe his name's David. And he's uh 
he plays like a gay character. It's probably one of like the first shows to handle like a gay character really right. strongly. The other one that did it, Shit's Creek had a uh, a gay oh, yeah, character yeah, yeah. done real well. Um, did you see that? I've seen. That's another one I've seen like parts of. Yeah, but Six Feet Under, dude. The the mom yeah, is hilarious. The brother's good. cool. But the the main character, the, it's easy, it's relatable because a lot of people have seen Dexter, but he he's really good in it. But dude, that is so worth watching. How epic are long TV shows like that? Yeah, I, I yeah used to be into that because then it gives you like a lot to dive into and just watch on Netflix and like it's so much more epic than like watching an epic movie. We think of oh, like yeah, watching yeah. The Godfather as being epic. But like, how much longer is the Sopranos than the Godfather right. trilogy, or something, or anything like right, that? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. even watching Star Wars from beginning to end is just nothing compared to the entirety of something like Lord of the Rings. Right, like a huge arc, this huge story arc, time consuming and suspense and all. Yeah, it's so epic. That is an extraordinary feat. You know, those people. Some of those TV shows last like 10 years, oh, 11 yeah. years. Imagine that being your like, it's a great job. I mean, we have more mundane jobs than that. But it's <laughs> yeah. interesting for an actor to only be known or to really only have to work as one oh, role. Yeah. Uh, one, yeah, yeah. For the bulk of their career and make enough money where that's enough. You don't see that in other types of acting. So like just being the star of a TV show for 10, 12 years that is a grind that is like, that could be your acting career. Oh yeah. That definitely is a grind. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, and, and that's really all it's all you have time for acting wise for that whole chunk. Whereas like if you're an actor in a movie, you, you might, you might come out with at least a movie a year, but sometimes you're yeah, doing yeah. a couple, a few movies in a year. If you're a hardworking actor right, right, yeah, yeah and yeah. you get to be in 30 different movies, play 30 different characters. Yeah, complete, play 30 completely different things. What a weird thing to like only play one character for 12 years of your acting. Yeah, that's Not to like be anybody yeah, yeah, else. Yeah. You're just acting as one character. You probably get so in tune with that like character. You need to go to a therapist to like <laughs> talk about dissociating. How do I dissociate <laughs> from this character? Yeah. I have dreams about TV shows I'm watching. Oh, yeah, yeah. You ever yeah. have the dreams? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. The, the first time I ever watched epic television shows, I had dreams about them. Right, yeah. and yeah, and I, I coincidentally, I, the reason I brought them up to us, well, I mean, it just they came to my head. But The Sopranos and Six Feet Under were the first two I ever like really watched. Mm -hmm. I watched some of Oz when that came out. Oz is a prison one. That's wild. Oh yeah, I've seen some of that too, but I've never really watched that. Yeah, what's like the most epic show you've you watched? Did you watch Breaking Bad? I that oh that's a good one. I it's wasn't even epic. thinking that is epic. That. That's good too. It's a little like it's not long. Like yeah, what? It's only like four or six seasons. Yeah, maybe five or six. Yeah, yeah. But it, that seasons. that is, and there's not a lot of episodes in each season. Right. But it's that is such a good story. That's like reading a really good book or like. But um, that's something that's new. Like that style of show didn't come out till that style the 90s. of show definitely because they were able to keep it like a small amount of episodes. If most shows were like a lot of episodes. Oh, trend. yeah. Yeah, but I feel like you've... Yeah. Well, I mean, it just wasn't that common to have a show that required watching it in order. Oh, that, was that like too. serialized. Yeah, like or, a drama kind of like, yeah. I mean, even if there was a drama before that, like, I mean, there are lots of drama oh, shows, but they're sense. sitcoms. Right, because cause before the internet, people would like miss episodes of stuff. 
And then it'd be, yeah. it'd be hard to like have like a continuous story. Maybe DVR. Relying. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. probably something what you like could have DVR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you just, I don't know. Like, I mean, soap operas are probably kind of like that, but people have no problem picking up in the middle of a soap right. opera. That's kind of like the nature of it. But it, it tries to follow very heavily from the previous episode. Right, but not I don't in know. the same way. <laughs> um, I can't think of a show that, that came out. I mean, there are, there are definitely, if you looked it up, there are some uh, that, that did it, oh, yeah, but definitely. not as strongly. Like every show had a little bit of a plot arc, like right. Malcolm in the middle had a plot arc. Right, right, right. Whatever. Cheers has Seinfeld. Every show has something, but I mean, you really couldn't watch. What would be the point of watching any of those other shows out of order? Right. I was thinking lost is another one that lost. I watched that is like a long, a really long it. drama, but yeah, yeah. Did you like that a lot? Oh yeah, it's really good. I mean, I should watch. I it. liked it when it, yeah, yeah when it came out. It was good. Yeah, that's probably the first one that I remember of like a really long story that really with a lot of like foreshadowing and everything kind of ties into each other. And but yeah, yeah. This, you think this is what most people do on podcasts when they're like, we don't have a plan. We're just gonna record. They just fucking talk and see what happens. And then nobody judges them that much. They're like, fuck it. It's like background noise anyway. Right. They're like, I just like hearing those people talk. Like sometimes <laughs> I listen to a podcast and they'll go for like an hour and a half. It's like I hardly remembered what they talked about or what, but I just, I just enjoyed having it on. Right, right. And I'm right. like, well, what does it even fucking matter sometimes? What this is our first time we've just kind of riffed yeah, for an episode, not yeah. like a main, wherever it goes, it goes, um, which is interesting. Definitely. It's Different. That, it's, yeah, it's a skill. It's its own thing. I mm-hmm. think the more we do this, the better we'll get at it and we'll kind of have our own little thing. But it's not, it's not as comfortable or, I mean, it's, it's, I'm going to say this, it's free, it's loose. Right. But it's, it's, it's its own thing. But this is probably what most people do on like comedy type when they're like, we don't have a plan. Like you're just the guest. Right. They, I guess they interview people. That's it. Having a guest. Like, Guesser. adds yeah. like some. It's easy. Some like talking about, Yeah. Yeah, have, do you listen to that? Have you ever listened to any podcast where it's just two guys, just every episode, just riffing? Rob and Joe mm. used to do that. We're not going to talk about that much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. No, no, no. I've never really... I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, honestly. Yeah. It takes... You got to have time for them. Right. That's it. Yeah. It's a good way to learn. There's like some cool... Have you ever heard of Radiolab? Oh, yeah. yeah. Is it like an NPR thing? Yeah, I think so. Well, either way, they have like really interesting fucking topics. It can oh, be on anything, but it know, can teach I, you things. Yeah, I used to listen to like This American Life a little bit. That was like an mm-hmm. NPR thing, just like about random, just story, like news stories. But it was cool. Yeah. Um. Well, on that note, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else worth bringing up right now. But to be honest, I think it was just nice to have a little conversation and press yeah, record. Cool. Yeah. I don't like going, I don't really want to go over the hour mark much. So I don't want to f- try to make shit out of nothing. Um, cool. We'll be back soon. Maybe record like a music episode soon. Get some guests on, mix it up, have some yeah, fun. For sure. But hey, if you're out there, just honest discourse, honest conversation. Honest, yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. All right. We're done. Peace. <laughs>